Hey guys, it's Fo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Fo podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? Y'all know the drill. Make sure you're following me on social media. I am at Girl Talk with Fo on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you pick up the Dump Debt and Bill Bank, the Everyday Chicks Guide to Money, available on Amazon and GirlTalkWithFo.com forward slash book. And if you purchased the book already, make sure you send me a photo of you with the book. I'd love to feature you on my social media account. Also, don't forget, I have the investing mini course that is available now. I will leave the link in the show notes. But if you follow me on Instagram, you can grab that link from my bio. I'll also be putting out more information. I know I said that last week. Don't judge me. I'm going to get to it. I'm working through some other things, but the investing mini course is available. And if you are a blog reader, make sure you head to my blog. We have some investing content that's been that's going to be going out for the next several weeks. And we actually had one investing article that went out this week um, talking about some apps that you can use to start investing. So if all else fails, guys, you can always check out the blog. There's always content there. And then you can also find the information for being a part of that mini course there as well. So today we're going to be talking about the hot topic that's in the news. Y'all already know what this is about. The recession. <laughs> I don't know what y'all thought I was going to say, but I'm going to be talking about the recession because that's been making headlines. Guys, I work in the retail industry or merchandising, I think is the proper term. I've been working in this industry for like two years and I've yet to figure out what the proper term is. But merchandising, we make clothes. And this is hitting us square in the forehead, right? Because like most manufacturer of clothes and of pretty much all items in the U.S., things are made in China. And so these talks about tariffs are completely affecting um, the industry that I am in, and I'm sure many of you guys. And so if it, if you think for a minute that, you know, this big talk about the economy does not, our tariffs in particular, doesn't affect you, think again, people. So the whole idea that our president has is for us to start manufacturing in the U.S., which sounds great on the onset, but the actual details of that, they aren't so hot, right? So just think about it. We get things made in China overseas in these low-cost um, countries, low-cost for manufacturing countries, and just think about being manufacturing in the U.S. On the flip side, it, it brings jobs back to the country, which Obviously, we want to be able to have our people employed. But the reverse of that is if we begin manufacturing things, everyday common items, necessities, toiletries, those things that we use every day, if we begin manufacturing T-shirts that you pay $5 for in Walmart, you cannot imagine the cost of what that will be. Because although we want to bring jobs and manufacturing in the U.S. and we want to bring jobs back and oh, the people are stealing our jobs. Like, first of all, y'all don't want to work some of these jobs, so let's stop playing, first of all. 
let, let me not even get into this. You, some of us, we, we say, t you know, people are stealing our jobs, but y'all not about to go in no fields. Trust me, I grew up in the country. You not trying to be doing no back breaking labor in no fields. So hush with that, taking our jobs mess. Anyway, but as far as manufacturing goes, like the cost that it would be to pay someone in the U.S. to make some of these inexpensive items would far outweigh what we want to pay. So imagine that you're paying $5 for a white t-shirt from Walmart now, maybe even less. Let's call it $3 for a t-shirt, right? If that was made in the U.S., I guarantee you that shirt wouldn't be $3. That shirt would probably be something around $15 or $20 because you got to pay the people the labor here in the U.S. and labor in the U.S. isn't cheap. So it all sounds good, but when the rubber meets the road, who, who's going to come out of pocket to pay for those expenses that you will incur for everyday commodities but that's just my opinion but anyway so with the talks with tariffs and all that stuff there's also talks about a recession which basically mean that means that the economy is going to slow down people are going to stop buying stuff um, companies may start laying people off similar to what happened around 2008 2009 if you were a college graduate during that time you probably found it quite hard to find a job because companies weren't hiring. In fact, I didn't graduate then. I graduated in 2010 with my first degree. And I remember going to the career fair. I don't know why I was going because I was going to grad school. Maybe I was looking for an internship. I don't know. But I went to the career fair and it was just so annoying because companies weren't hiring. I'm like, why are you here? And I think it was just to continue the relationship with the university, but that kind of ticked me off. I'm like, you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. Why are you here? Nonetheless, there was a recession, the Great Recession, around 2007 to 2009, where the economy was really slow. Companies weren't hiring. People didn't have jobs. And a lot of people I knew who graduated at, at that time either took very low-paying jobs that had nothing to do with their degree or they got into more debt and went back to school. So the recession, a recession is not a good thing for the economy. But the one thing that we can always count on is that you we will always bounce back from a recession. There was a guy on CNBC, my husband and I were watching one day. I can't remember his name. He's like a billionaire. If I think about it, I will try to find the link to his book. But he was talking about how all this stuff is predictable. This stuff happens in cycles. Like we know a recession is coming. And, and that was like last year, I think, when we saw that. But this stuff is predictable. There are cycles in the economy. So we might as well be prepared. And so that's what we're actually talking about today. What you can do to prepare for a recession. Now, I'll be quite honest with you. There are talks of a recession, but who knows? Like you never know. Things could change by the mere enter of a tweet. <laughs> that's the world we live in so there may not be a recession but better be prepared than sorry so here are some things that I want to share that I think you can do to prepare for a recession if one is looming so first things first I said this before and I'll say it again save save money for emergencies if you've never experienced a job loss let me tell you what it's like you go into an office and they say, we are eliminating your position or we are downsizing or we are right-sizing and your position will no longer be a part of the company. Ask me how I know it because I've had that conversation before. The last thing that you want to have to worry about is, oh my gosh, 
How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to survive? Yada, yada, yada. You don't want to think about that. Let me tell you guys what I was thinking about when I got pulled into that conference room with HR on the phone in Colorado, whom I've never met, and my manager, who was like my fourth manager in that year. My thought was not on, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay bills? My thought was, uh, I felt like a failure because I am type A, I'm I'm an accomplished person. So for someone to say, oh, well, you did all these great things, but we don't need you anymore. I was a little bit hurt. I was a little bit upset. I will say that. But what I was thinking about financially was, okay, so how can I access my retirement and get that transferred out? Because I don't see that this company is going to be doing very well. And my thoughts have proven true if you guys knew where I worked at. And if you watch the stock market, yeah, it was the the biggest blessing I've had in years. But nonetheless, my thought wasn't on how am I going to pay my bills. It was like, okay, how how soon can I transfer my retirement, right? So you don't want your thoughts to immediately go into panic and freaking out about how you're going to pay your bills. And you avoid that by having an emergency fund. And I've talked about this before. You want to have um, something set aside, preferably in a high-yield savings account so you can take advantage of interest rates. But you want to have something that's accessible to be able to cover those expenses the goal for me, at least, is 12 months. So I can take a whole year to figure out what I'm going to do to find a job or whatever. But at a minimum, start with a thousand, get up to three months, six months, and then work on the 12 months. What that does for you in the case of a recession, if you lose your job, you're not trying to find a job out of desperation. And that was the one thing that I was blessed to have. I, I got a severance, which worked out. And I think I've told this story in private before. Like We didn't even keep my severance. Um, but that's none of your guys' business. <laughs> but nonetheless, we didn't have to use the severance and um, we didn't have to worry about necessarily finding a job out of desperation. I could take my job, take my time and actually look for a job that was a fit for me and be able to go in and negotiate and do all those things. So that's why it's important. One, you want to have the funds available in case your in- income stream stops. But you want to be able to have leverage. You want to be able to look for a job and it not be out of desperation because you can read desperation for real. Like I've been on the other side of interviews, interviewing people, and you can sense desperation and you don't ever want to be in that position because you will always be taken advantage of or people just won't hire you because you're literally just trying to find a job for money and not necessarily to be a valuable asset. So save for emergencies. Um, and I talked about this on the last podcast episode, start with something, start with $20, a paycheck, 30, whatever you can do, but you need to have something available in case of an emergency. Okay. The second thing that you want to do is another obvious thing that I've said before, but you want to pay off debt. And, um, I'll go a little bit more in debt in depth on the order that I think you should do it. But you want to pay off debt. You want to eliminate any financial risk that you will have in case you lose a job. You do not want to have mounds and mounds of debt with no income because that just makes the situation worse. You can't pay it. Then the interest starts accruing. And then you yeah, you don't want that situation. That's not good for anybody. So you want to start paying off debt now while you can, while you have a consistent stream of income. Now, I would say you want to take care of things like credit cards, personal loans, medical bills, those unsecured debts 
first. Um, they usually have the highest interest rates and they usually aren't lenient on you paying those off because if you don't pay them, they're going to report you and then they're going to turn it into collections and you don't want none of those problems, okay? So just go ahead, start paying off those credit cards. Now, this may be different from what I would say in another scenario when I would, I would personally recommend doing the debt snowball. In this case, I'm telling you start with high interest rate stuff first. Get those out of the way because you do not want that risk. The reason that I say that is because in the case of a job loss, with student loans, you have the option of deferring um, for hardship. So there are more flexible options in the case of student loans than there would be with a credit card company. Now, granted, with a credit card company, you can call them, make arrangements, but let's just go ahead and get out of the way so we don't have to worry about it, okay? So first things first, save for emergencies. The second thing I will say is pay off debt, pay off those high interest um, debts first. And I told you guys about a tool that can help you with a debt payoff plan last week on debt.it, and I will leave that link to that particular free tool in the show notes. The third thing, you want to reduce your spending. Uh, if there is a chance that your income may be cut back or something, the last thing you want to do is have spent thousands of dollars on some luxury items, right? <laughs> That's a mistake. You'll end up taking them back because you will need the cash, right? So you want to reduce your spending and start freeing up that cash to get that emergency fund saved or to start paying off debt. And to do that, obviously, you want to get on a budget and figure out where are you spending unnecessary funds. So a lot of time that's probably eating out or maybe you have some subscription service that you aren't using that you can go ahead and cancel. Whatever the case may be, you want to start looking very closely at your spending if you haven't done so already and find places where you can start freeing up cash to start paying off that debt and to put money away for saving. The fourth thing that I will tell you to do in the event that a recession is looming is to increase your streams of income. And I actually posted about this. So there's a caveat to this. I posted about this on Instagram. Before you try to create multiple streams of income, first figure out how to manage the one that you have, okay? If you haven't budgeted yet, if you can't you know, cover your expenses and, and be responsible with the money that you have now, chill out on trying to start this online coaching business, okay? Chill out on trying to sell t-shirts. Chill out on trying to start a boutique. Like, get your one stream of income down. Be faithful over the one thing, the little thing, before you try to create a big mess. So uh, I think that's where people get it twisted. And I think it has a lot to do with all this fakery on social media, but get the one income stream down first so that it can fund the other income streams. But nonetheless, now, first and foremost, I would say try to increase your income where you're at, the first one. Now, that might be hard for a lot of people in a in a economy where it's slowing down. We we're talking about a recession. A lot of businesses are tightening up. I told you guys about the industry that I'm in. I talked to a consultant um, not too long ago, and their business is tightening up. Tightening up. They're a service-based business, so people aren't going to be spending extra money on things that are not necessities. So that may be a little bit hard, but if you can't, Try, see, and you know, this downturn may not be impacting you. So see if you can get increase your one stream first. Then let's talk about how do you um, create multiple streams of income. And I've talked about this at length before on my blog. I have several blog posts about side hustles that you can try, um, ways that you can make extra money, how to make money online. So I would say in, in the case of 
a recession, there are going to be some things that people are always going to spend money on. So you want to find something that still that meets a need, um, but that you're also able to monetize. People are always going to need food, right? People are always going to need uh, basic necessities. So think about ways that you can meet those needs. Because in a recession, most people, I'm not going to say all people, most people are not going to be spending on things that they don't necessarily need, right? People aren't going to be going on vacations. People aren't going to be splurging on things. So find something that you know people will always need and then create a side hustle or a business around that. But first things first, make sure your one stream and your money management is straight first, okay? Don't go out here trying to build a six-figure business in 30 days and you haven't even paid Sally Mae back. Okay, so the last thing I will tell you, actually not the last thing, but the fifth thing I will tell you is don't panic. So I said this in the beginning, like, recessions after recessions the economy always bounces back so don't panic don't go freaking out don't go think you need to go live in a bunker like it's okay chill you know worst things have happened than job losses trust me i've been through it so just don't panic the news is all about uh, grabbing attention um clickbait all that stuff so just don't panic yeah if we hit a recession okay, life still life still goes on. God is still God, right? So don't panic. Don't get in this frenzy. Don't buy, let me tell you guys, don't buy so much into the hype. Like, just be calm. It'll be okay, all right? Sidebar, since we're talking about the media, just a little gem I want to drop on y'all, some little wisdom, right? The enemy is all up and through the media, right? The enemy wants to throw us into confusion, into panic, into chaos, because guess what? He is the author of confusion. God is a God of order. So when you see headlines that cause you to react emotionally and to act irrationally, just know the enemy is, is at work in the media as well. Not to say that we aren't going to go through a recession. We may, we may not. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But what I will say is, you got to remain calm. You have to know where your trust lies, who who your faith is in. And, and while I'm talking about this, remember, even when it comes to potential job losses, because that's the big thing with a recession. People aren't hiring. You know, there's hiring freezes. We're having a hiring freeze at our company. People may be laid off. You have to know who your source is through this whole situation. God is ultimately your source. God is your provider. The word of God says, and he shall provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God is your provider. Your job is just a mechanism, a vehicle that he uses in order to get your finances to you so that you can pay for those things that you need to, to, to survive. But trust and believe God can use anything. If God can talk through a donkey, come on now. He can use anything to get you your provision, what you need. God can drop manna from heaven. So let's not get it twisted. Yes, we appreciate the jobs that we have and we want them to do well and, and thrive. And I hope that you guys are playing, praying for your workplace and their success of your business and not talking negative, negatively about it. I've spoken about this on um, Instagram before. I actually did a live like I remember um, one particular instance where someone was 
they had gotten laid off from a particular job and they were like yeah and that company is going down i'm like whoa 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 first of all if i'm on this ship ain't nothing going down second of all it's like you don't speak negatively about anything um especially if that's a, the means that god has used to bless you you need to be praying for your job i pray for my um the company that i work for and the company that i my husband works for trust and believe that that place is going to be blessed because we are there because we bring um jesus in there we bring the holy spirit with us we bring god in there we bring favor we bring increase like we bring it in there it's going to be blessed because of us and in return it's going to bless us but trust and believe if god decides to take me from that location he's going to provide all of my needs and i'm a testament i have a testimony of that being laid off never having to dip into savings never even using my severance but god still made a way and i'm employed today so just know that you know god is still god Know who your source is. Know who your trust is. We don't trust in horses and chariots. We don't trust in gold and silver. We don't trust in our bank accounts. We trust in the true and living God. So you better get with it. All right. The last thing I want to share with y'all, that was my preaching moment for this week. The last thing I want to talk about is if you have the means, now is a great time to invest. This is a concept of value investing. So if you think about investing rates like Warren Buffett, his old, you know, strategy for investing is value investing. Now, value investing is the whole concept of finding a company that is undervalued in the market and buying them at their undervalued price with the expectation that the market will eventually realize, hey, they're undervalued and that their stock price will go up and then you will obviously be able to take advantage of that and you will have gains from it you will be able to make money from it so um value investing is more about that and and less necessarily about buying low but now is a great time to invest if you have the financial means so a lot of stock prices for very good companies are going down just because the whole market is going down so now will be a smart time to start buying into these companies and these funds um, so that you can buy low and then eventually knowing that the market will turn back up. The same thing for real estate investing. I know y'all have seen that meme about people, millennials waiting for, you know, the recession so that they can buy a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just common sense strategy. Buy low, knowing that in the end that the value of what you have purchased will increase over time. So if you have the funds, hey, by all means, invest. Be smart about it. Know what you're doing. If you have no clue about investing, then of course I am invite you to join the mini course that I have. Again, the link for that is in my, uh, in the show notes. Um, but I'll also be launching a full out investing course for be beginners this fall. I think if I don't push it back nonetheless. So if you are interested in that, go ahead and get in the mini course and that will allow you to get on the list to sign up for notifications for when the course actually launches. So if you've been thinking about investing, I know you've been seeing all this hype about investing and you want to know so that you're prepared and ready for when the time comes for you to buy, by all means, get in that mini course, sign up to be on the wait list for when the course launches and yeah, take advantage of it. So guys, again, we don't know if a recession is going to happen um, or not. So just be prepared either way. But more importantly, know that our trust is in our 
Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that God has us covered and that you are a tither. Let me tell you, you better feel secure in this season for sure, because he said, test me in this. See if he don't pour, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. And he said he would also rebuke the devourer. So if the recession come and try to devour my money, guess what? God's going to be like, I rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. That ain't nothing. Look, let me tell you, ain't nothing more powerful than the Lord rebuking something. The Lord himself. I was reading a scripture in the Bible and um, I can't remember what book, but it was the Old Testament. And he was like, the Lord himself. I'm like, okay, God himself, when God come on the scene, y'all better watch out now. Anyway, y'all, it's been fun talking to you guys. There will not be a podcast episode next week. I will repeat, there will not be a podcast episode next week. I will be at FinCon Financial Conference for Financial Nerds, kicking it with all the other personal finance people that you enjoy listening to and watching. I'll be posting on social media. So there won't be a podcast episode this week. I will probably do one the week after to do a recap of FinCon, but don't expect anything to come out next week. All right, guys, have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to girltalkwithfo.com forward slash podcast to sign up to be a part of our VIP squad. You'll get podcast episodes delivered directly to your inbox. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I am at Girl Talk with Fo on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And if you like the show, make sure you head on over to Apple iTunes to leave a five-star rating and review. I'll talk to you in the next episode.